How to Get Natural Sound. Hi, I'm Neil Headley. Welcome to The Voice in My Head for Monday, January 31st, 2022. Natural sound has always been a fascination for both listeners and producers of spoken word audio content. Replicating sounds and effects that only happen in nature can be both challenging and rewarding when done right and irritating when done wrong. In radio's golden age, creating natural sound effects was done on the fly, often using intricate gadgetry that took hours to build for an effect that it would only last a few seconds. There's an example on our website at knopstudios.com that shows a video from 1938 with what could best be described as a rain machine, a super elaborate contraption that looks like it took an engineering degree to dream up and a whole team of experts to build, all for the purposes of recreating the sound of rain. Of course, technology has completely changed our approach to natural sound, but don't get ahead of me. It hasn't changed in the way you think. Sure, with access to a library of sound effects, you can approximate the natural sound of all kinds of things. You can hear the waves lapping on the shore as a cruise ship passes, and the seagulls make whatever that sound is that seagulls make. Sorry, Finding Nemo has me forever hearing seagulls as saying, Mine? Mine? What you can't replicate with digital tracks is the nuances of human speech, and in most cases, the differences in what things sound like when they're recorded in a natural setting versus a studio environment. I recently heard a radio commercial where the announcer was capturing the excitement of a sale by jumping out of a plane. They were excited and shouting to be heard over the natural sound of the plane and the wind, and they acted their way admirably through the script in the time allotted, and then we moved on to the next commercial. What a, what a wasted opportunity. Here's what I mean when I say the technology has changed our approach to natural sound. It has made it easier for producers to be lazy. There is no reason to have an announcer in a studio to read that commercial, having to pretend like they're jumping out of a plane when technology has made it possible to more faithfully recreate the nuances that can bring a script like that to life. Am I suggesting, though, that you should have your announcer take the script on a sheet of paper and actually jump out of a plane? No, of course not. But for exactly zero extra expense, I can pretty faithfully replicate those sounds with a little imagination. Look, find a back road that you can drive down uninterrupted for a few seconds. 15 seconds or so should be enough. Have your announcer lean out the window and read the script while somebody drives along. I mean, carefully, obviously, going like 10 or 15 miles an hour. If it works better, you can have the announcer face the back of the vehicle while they're reading the script. You know what you get then? You get natural sound. You get actual wind buffeting an actually excited announcer who's having their breath taken away just like it would if they were skydiving. You know what most lazy producers would say about that approach? Well, the audio quality would be terrible. Yeah, you mean the same way it would if someone were actually skydiving. If you're going to commit to the theater of the mind thing, then actually commit to it. 
Consider, for an example, uh, a shot that was leaked from the production of one of the Marvel movies that you can see on our website at knopstudios.com. It shows one of the characters outside in what in the movie would end up being a windstorm shooting some sort of arch villain laser beams out of his fingertips. You can see the massive chroma key green screen behind the actor and you can see a bunch of production people standing around helping to capture the shot. But the most important thing to notice about the image is this. It was shot outdoors. Why? Because hair blows differently in real wind. Eyes react differently to real light. Voices sound different on a windy day than they do in a studio with wind sound effects playing. I mean, if you want to get technical about it, not only do people project differently when they're speaking outdoors, but the outdoor environment also, let's say, steals certain audio frequencies. A few seconds into my demo reel, which you will find on the voiceover page on our website, you'll hear me reading a commercial and biting into an apple and then continuing to talk with food in my mouth. Now, at the session, the producer wanted to use an apple biting sound effect and for me to pretend to have food in my mouth. Instead, thankfully, we ran across the street. We bought a couple of real apples from a convenience store. And it was a good thing that we bought two because it took several takes before we got one that combined the right amount of crunch and mouth noise to make it sound realistic. So why do you have an announcer sitting in a chair pretending to talk to us while they're out jogging? Like, unless your phone was built before 2010, it has a pretty decent microphone in it. One that you can record on one of the free apps that's on your phone. Give your announcer a script, some Nikes, and send them out. Sound like an actual person who's actually jogging because, you know, they are. Again, bingo, natural sound. On a related note, let me tell you about what I think was the best public service announcement that was ever done in the ongoing effort to curb drunk driving. It was done by the team at Chum Radio in Toronto and written by the incredibly talented Mike Ockamore. The message was to discourage people from drinking and driving, and Mike found a way to do it like no one else ever had. He took a group of half a dozen people into one of the station's recording studios where they were given unlimited pizza, beer, and wine. And after a couple of hours, Al, the producer, pressed record on the tape deck as the group continued to get completely hammered. Mike and Al would then lift several clips of the group, trying to read various pieces of copy that they had been given. And the listener heard a slobbering, screaming, drunken bunch of idiots. And a simple announcer tag said, if this is how adults react behind a mic after a few drinks. Imagine the reactions behind a wheel. It was brilliant theater because we all we were given was the natural sound of adults behaving badly. Suddenly, however, we were transported in our minds to the bad memory of every obnoxious drunk we have ever had the misfortune of having to spend time with. The tag made the point brilliantly and not surprisingly, the spot was held up as one of the best public service announcements produced anywhere in North America. If the audio is effective, the listener's brain will construct whatever buildings or props or landscapes are needed to complete the scene. Here, 
Let me play you the commercial so you know exactly what I'm talking about. On February 20th, we took six adults into a recording studio. We gave them wine and beer, and two hours later, we turned on the microphone. Don't be using that F word. Okay. Remember the law amendment 1983. 1985. I wanted to make a point. Don't drink when okay. you drive. Okay. Don't drive when you drink. <laughs> Hi, Al. Hey, 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 Al. If this is how adults react behind a mic after a few drinks, imagine their reactions behind a wheel. This doesn't make any sense, so I don't care. Now, once you hear that, you immediately understand that using genuine drunk people instead of having actors pretend to be drunk is a huge part of what makes that spot work, especially when you're told at the beginning that what you're hearing is real. It provokes that same instinct that makes people slow down to look at a car accident, unable to avert their eyes. Another much less noteworthy example, there's a commercial on TV for one of those online casinos. In the commercial, the place is supposedly run by the lion who also appears in the logo. Well, for 30 seconds, the CGI lion wearing a suit is walking around showing us the behind-the-scenes operation of the online casino, complete with pyro and pratfalls and all kinds of other things, except that the voiceover is completely disconnected from the action. Not from an animation perspective. The mouth is perfectly synchronized with the announcer, but in this case, the lion just doesn't sound real. His voice doesn't reflect the craziness that's going on around him. A clown explodes through a window right beside him. But he keeps reading the script like an announcer in a studio instead of as a lion in the middle of bedlam. So the effect is completely wasted. And what must have been a very expensive commercial to produce ends up looking really cheesy. As Orson Welles learned with War of the Worlds, there is no limit on where radio can take the listener's imagination. In addition, most radio stations now have massive libraries of sound effects that can take any production and make them even more realistic sounding. But if you want your own more authentic sound effects, just make them yourself. You want the spot for your car dealership to sound like it really happened in the mechanics bay? Go to the dealer, take out your iPhone, hold it up in the air for two minutes. There you go. Genuine sound. If you really want it to sound authentic, take the announcer and record the voiceover there, too. Natural sound doesn't have to be complicated. As a morning show host, I used to really look forward to the days when we would do a, you know, random draw for some big prize we were giving away. When draw time would come, I would grab the, the trash can, kind of like this one, from under the mixing console, I would put it beside my microphone and I would talk directly. I would talk directly into the trash can. Hold on, let me take this out so you get the full here. I would talk directly into the trash can. Okay? So my exasperated my exasperated co-host would explain that I had crawled inside the draw drum again and I would hand them the winning entry from deep inside the massive drum full of entries. Well, on the air it's an incredibly convincing effect, especially when I would 
you know, in the studio, knock over my chair on the way out, which made it sound like the drum had collapsed under all my weight. And then you need the pause and the brief silence and the inevitable, I'm okay. Orson Welles used 1938 technology and had people convinced that we were under alien attack through the skilled use of production techniques and great voice talent. So imagine what's achievable now, especially if we work as hard at getting it right as Wells did and think less about taking shortcuts to get it done faster. That's it for episode three of The Voice in My Head. Look, if any of what I just told you would inspire you to, you know, pick up the tab for a coffee if we sat down to have a meeting, feel free to buy me a virtual coffee to say thanks. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash nop. And nop is spelled K-N-O-P-P. You can also find a transcript of this episode and a bunch of other goodies at knopstudios.com. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Voice in My Head. I'm Neil Headley. <laughs>